Well, hello everyone and welcome to GG in the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thanks for being with me. And I hope all of you had a wonderful long weekend. And I hope you remembered why you were having it. Memorial Day weekend. Let's not forget about that. I have a lot to talk about today, so don't go anywhere. Stay with me. But I will warn you at the end of the podcast, the very last thing, kind of, probably, um, I will talk about succession. So if you have not seen the last episode don't uh, turn it off and i will warn you before but stay with me until then because have some fun stuff to talk about um remember crumble cookie i talked about that did some more research on that to get the scoop on it so gary and i needed to go to costco it crumble is right across the street from costco uh, on north lake here in the palm beaches and they open at eight o'clock, so we got there early-ish. Um, not that early; it wasn't eight o'clock, believe you me. <laughs> it was more like between ten and ten thirty, and we were the only ones there. But they did; they they were beginning to get a little bit busier. The cookies are five dollars, roughly. They're like four fifty uh, for the cookies. So we each got one of the crumble cookies and I will talk more about that later but I did want you to know we followed up on crumble cookies and when we've had a chance to really enjoy the cookie they're they're big they're very large cookies so you get a lot for your money and the people were friendly enough they were young people the box does remind me it's a little reminiscent and makes me sad that we don't have sprinkles cupcakes here in the Palm Beaches and we don't have anything to compare to it either in the way of cupcakes in my opinion that's just my opinion so more about crumble cookies later in another podcast actually I want to talk about receipts every time we go to certain stores they will ask if you want your receipt do you want an e-receipt do you want a print receipt what do you want what do you want I am always the last to the party on certain things. I truly am. And I am not the best about being um, coupon and uh, discount oriented. Gary is so much better than I. I'm I'm really not. For years, I would go to... um, if it, if it weren't for my friend, I never would have really been good about using Bed Bath & Beyond. doesn't matter now, but... Uh, coupons and he would always remind me or give me some of his um, to use he's the one that started me on using couponing there at Bed Bath and Beyond but I'm bad about it I'm very bad about it so I'm the last one to the party uh, about a lot of things and apps giving you credit for your receipts um, is something I am really in the dark have been really in the dark about I know more now than I did certainly because of a story I read about Fetch. Now, F-E-T-C-H is in Go Fetch, but this is an app, a mobile app. You you get, it's the, the problem with Fetch right now, apparently from everything I've read, is it is in question. Did Google, has Google removed it? Doesn't really matter because there are a ton of apps out there where you get credit, you get points for spending money by using an app such as Checkout 51, Shopkick, you scan your receipt 
Where this really comes in handy, apparently, is when you buy the same things over and over and over. And Gary and I kind of do that. And if they are partnered with said app, you get even more points. Now, the downside to this, like with Fetch, uh, it takes a lot of points. You get like 25 points here, 25 there, maybe a few more if you're buying a product the, the app is partnered with. But it takes a lot to get anything. A thousand uh, points uh, will give you one dollar. And then you like on Fetch, for example, you can't even cash out. <laughs> you can't even use your dollar until you have a minimum of three dollars, which means three thousand points. So it takes a lot of, of effort. You can use your e-receipts or print receipts. It doesn't really matter. You scan them is what you're doing. You're scanning them on the app. Now, to me, there this is yet another way to keep track of our personal business. How many times are we buying Milano cookies? Is that anybody's business that I use Milano cookies for coffee? You know, I don't know. But apparently, it's a big deal for people. And it works for a lot of people because they buy the same products over and over and over. Now, what you get in return, typically, is um, gift cards that you can then you you can uh, then use to buy other stuff so they can can keep track of you. Now, most receipts are accepted everywhere you shop. It really doesn't matter, like Costco, Sam's Club, the big those kinds of stores, right down to the Dollar Tree. Every time we go in the Dollar Tree. They ask if you want your receipt. We always say no, we don't want it. But here's the here's the thing about the story and why it piqued my interest. Employees are scooping up receipts, stacks of them, and there's no problem with that, apparently. And they scan your receipt and they're getting credit for your purchase, in other words. Now, again, we're back to it is a, a minimal amount per receipt in actuality. However, when you dive down into this story, some of these employees have tremendous stacks of receipts they're scanning and getting credit for. And again, good for them. They're getting something from people. They're just throwing away their receipts. But I do wonder, like me, I didn't know. I didn't know this practice was going on. These employees are just scanning everyone's receipt. And there is really, uh, the app doesn't care. No one cares. Uh, And I guess I shouldn't either if I'm throwing my receipts away. So if you're interested in scanning your receipts and getting credit and credit for things you buy over and over and over, um, check out these free mobile apps uh, when you buy your groceries or or <laughs> virtually anything. Um, check out 51 is a very popular app, apparently. And again, don't take my word for it. And Shopkick is another because I don't do it. Um, perhaps I should. I'm really, um, I could do better, I guess I'll say. Um, speaking of doing better, being better, being the better person, do you return the carts when you go shopping? Big story in, um, excuse me, Southern Living about that very thing. 
there's a lot of controversy according to this story in Southern Living and I get Southern Southern Living um, through social media I don't take it I don't subscribe to it I find it um, interesting sometimes and sometimes really not relatable but according to uh, Southern Living about carts and people get very passionate about how they feel you should always return your carts i do i do i'm good about that unless there is some big big reason why i cannot like a driving rainstorm with lightning all around me endangering my life i do really do try to put the carts back i i feel it is important to be courteous to other people but here's why people think you should not return your carts no matter where it is leave them all over the parking lot for employees to gather up why because that creates more jobs if you're doing yet again like self-check if you're doing their job and you're returning the carts then all they have to do is come and get the ones from outside and take them inside easy easy whereas Two, two different job opportunities arise if you don't return the car. One, they need people out there to gather carts all over these vast parking lots. Number two, it creates a shortage of employees on the inside, so they need to hire more people. Now, see, that's where, that's where I'm going, oh, you're losing me, because we're already their employees. We're already, we're already doing the self-check, so that part of it didn't really wash with me. People judging others for not returning cards uh, were quick to say, don't judge because you don't know what, if you see someone leaving the cart near other cars, don't judge them. They may have a good reason. They may be ill. They may be feeling like they're about to faint. They, they could have a million reasons why they just dropped the cart, jumped in their car and left. You don't really know their story. So don't judge them. Then other people are like, don't, don't leave those cards out there. Because all they do is blow around and bang into the paint of other uh, of other vehicles, so people get crazy about uh, about returning carts or not. It's amazing what we can argue about these days. <laughs> the thing that bothered me though about the story, I don't care. Do what you do. I do what I do. I don't like being told what to do. Uh, I'll do what I want. I I will do what I think is right according to my upbringing. But the, the at the very last of this story was what really did go, make me go. Wait a minute. Here we go. Um, it said, do what you think is right according to your mama. What your mama would think. This could be offensive to your mama as though you are walking along and you step over something instead of picking it up and disposing of it, your mama would be um, offended by that. She wouldn't like it. Why just the mother? Why is it always the mother into these stories? That's where they lost me. Everyone should be offended by things that are not good for the planet or good for the soul, right? Another story in Southern Living was kind of fun because it talked about raiding your grandmother's closet and or an aunt or someone 
possibly owning vintage things. Raid that closet, get that stuff out and wear it. One thing I was not in agreement on clip-on earrings. My ears were pierced. I have really tiny earlobes, so I do have to I have to use these things called earlobe wonders to give extra support to my tiny ear earlobes. But clip-on earrings hurt. They kill your ears. My mother had a big collection when I was a kid, and I played in them. And then one day she got her ears pierced, and that was the end of that. I wish I had those earrings because I could make other things out of them, take the clips off and make pins. Brooches. Now, I've talked about that before. Pins that you pin on your blouse or your jacket or whatever. The bigger, the better. Actually, the bigger, the better in everything, uh, according to these store owners of vintage stores they interviewed, one being Beth Cook, who um, is the owner person for uh, reinvented resale. Bigger, the better, she said, whether it's the, the vintage brooches or statement necklaces. Statement necklaces are huge. Again, they're huge, huge. For me, this stuff never went out. It's like, why is this a big story? Um, one of the people talking in the story said one of her best memories was going to into her mother's or grandmother's whatever closet and just living in there among the stuff, trying on, playing with all the stuff. And that was the, the kid I was because my my older sister was older enough than me where she seemed an adult my whole life. She she wasn't, but she was definitely a, a full-blown, definite teenager wearing great clothes by my mem earliest memory, real memory of her. So I, much to her chagrin, but tolerance, because we had a great relationship forever until I, I lost my beloved sister. But she would mm, chastise me, but not that much. And I played with her stuff. And my mom's, they had great stuff. And I have a, only a few, few pieces a couple of handbags, I have an evening bag, or a few evening bags, and then some other pieces that I I treasure. But I, I didn't get the point of the story. Bigger statement, necklaces are, are now okay. It's like, uh, it, it said when coming out of the pandemic, people want to embrace glam. I wanted to embrace glam during the pandemic. I thought it was more important. You can ask Carrie, dressed up around here at night, put on my stuff in, in my family. You did change at night from your play clothes for dinner. You didn't wear, you cleaned up, you, you know, you freshened up. You didn't go to dinner in your grubby play clothes all day. And that can, has continued on in my life forever. But glam after the pandemic, come on, people, glam should be, it, it, or not. You know what? I, I don't care if that's not your scene. I truly do not. I'm speaking for me. I've loved it. I think I, I probably mm, said hello to my mom. And, and then where's your jewelry box? <laughs> As a kid. Belts, vintage belts, vintage leather bags. They said you may have to, you know, scrub them up a little bit, but. Get those things out. Silk scarves. I bought, not long ago, a beautiful silk scarf. So it doesn't have to be vintage, some of this, if you already have these things on hand. But but um, as some of these, these uh, vintage store owners said, different quotes, the more sparkle, the better. It's like just get out there and find the unique purses, unique purses, beaded, 
uh, with embroidery on them. Those are huge, and there's actually a store kind of catering to that. Uh, it's called Whitting or Whiting. I'm not sure about the E in that Dave, in Davis bags. That's a place where you can get unique purses. So uh, I found it amusing, though. It's like, like, this is all shocking. I mean, yeah, no, not to me. Wear that stuff. Wear it. You know what? Don't leave it in your closet to wear on a special occasion. Every day of your life is a special occasion wear that stuff and and you know what i'm sure people that see me go what's with her and you know what what's with them (laughs) is my question what's with them love the story about the people that are figuring out a way to get around high uh, cost of flying skip lagging skip lagging is a huge thing it's been going on for a long time But what's happening now, airlines are getting tired of it because they want your money and they don't want you working the system. Only they should be able to do that, perhaps. Just saying, question mark, maybe. What that means is in order to get a cheaper fare to the place you really want to go, not the ending destination, just like recently we flew from here to Atlanta to Seattle, from Seattle to Atlanta back here. Um, Okay. Say we really just wanted to go to Atlanta. I'm just using that. This is, would not be the case as far as cost goes, but let's pretend. Pretend our world. All right. We book a flight to Atlanta connecting to Seattle. And most importantly, people, if you're going to do this, skip lagging. Only carry it on your bag. Do not check your bag because you are in reality not going all the way to Seattle. You're skipping that part. You're not making that connection. You're staying in Atlanta, and it's cheaper. Now, this would not be the case in this particular scenario because it would cost more to go all the way to Seattle, but people are working the system. They're finding airline connection tickets so they can go to the city they really want to go to without paying the absolutely ridiculous prices of airfare right now, and they are. But the airlines are beginning to crack down. They've known about it forever, but they're now they're cracking down on it. And they may block you from using your points. They may block you from using their airline if they if they can really, I guess, decide you this is what you've done, maybe repeatedly. The stories that I read, the research that I did, there did not seem to be a consistent approach from the airlines how to deal with this because i think it's probably pretty tricky as to mm, how do you how do you know uh, what if you get to your destination and you really do have a reason for staying there and not making your connection so i think that's probably what the airlines are dealing with right now okay now the last thing i'm going to talk about has to do with succession so if you are a fan of that and you have not seen the last episode now would be a time to say goodbye to me so thanks for being here if you're leaving me right now but do come back to the next podcast okay did you read the story i love this story I love this story so much. It's a little story about a woman, a young girl named Jamira. How I pull this into succession, because this is something women deal with. She has an assistant named Matt. She's had Matt 
as her assistant for decades. And Matt does everything for her. It deals with her clients, makes arrangements for her. Everything, though, is done online. Nothing is done in person. No one gets to really meet Matt. No one gets to talk to Matt on the phone. It's all online. Everything that Matt does is online. And there's a reason for that, where she does not want to share Matt, except online. Matt does not exist. Matt is her fake personal assistant. Now, I love this. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Here's why. It's not for some silly reason, and this leads me back into the ending of succession. How it ended, regardless of how you feel about the Royce, uh, the, the the siblings who you wanted to to take over, whatever. In the end, it was the husband of the daughter, Shiv. Why did the writers write it that way? Now, I, I, you know, maybe none of them were worthy. There's a whole controversy about how this show ended, but people are writing today about why they think it did not go to Shiv, and they they made it go to her husband, to the male figure. And this leads me back into Jamira's personal assistant, Matt. She said it was unintentional. She began to work with clients in the beginning via email, and she realized they were more responsive. She got more done because for some reason, they thought they were dealing with a guy, not her. And that is why through the years, she has continued to use Matt. And Matt is based on her real friend. And she said, Matt did not know this all these decades, but he does now. <laughs> but she profiled Matt, according to her her real friend. But that is a very real issue for women. Believe you me, it is in 2023. Sorry if you don't want to hear it. Sorry if you're tired of us saying these things. But if you're a woman and you're in corporate America, or if you're having dinner with friends, and you're trying to talk about an important issue of the day, or many other reasons, if you're trying to have leg space on an airline, and the man beside you uses part of yours because he needs to spread his legs wide apart, you get it. You get why Jamira has a fake personal assistant that is a male. And that is a, a frustrating place for women to be. But it is our truth. And it is our truth not only in corporate America, but I can tell you my own personal experiences. And it's very frustrating, but Gary's very respectful of me as a professional and what I do. So he steps aside. I mean, he doesn't try to take over or be the boss of anything in our lives. We are sometimes 50-50, sometimes 90-10. That's the way it is in real life. And thank God for that. But there are times when I ask him, I invite him into a situation because it will always turn out differently if he is present, even if he's just standing there. And that is the truth for women. Okay, 
that's pretty much it for today. I know it's a, I've been a little bit longer today, but I needed to say all of this stuff, but come back because I have more stuff on my to-do list to tell you about. Crumble cookies, number one, we need to, we need to t- tell you how they are. I may drag Gary in on that because he loves sweets way more than I do. Thanks for being here. Look up Gary. He has some really fun things on Splash Magazine Worldwide where he's talked about our just stuff. Go look him up. G-E-R-R-Y. Barker, yes, pronounced Gary, uh, spelled Jerry, pronounced Gary, though. And on all things cruise. Don't miss anything on North Palm Beach Life. Dot com. That's our website where everything is out there, including these podcasts where they also rest on 20 total platforms. We are out there all over the world. Whether you want us there or not, we're there. We're talking. We're writing. We're showing photos. We're showing video on YouTube. We're just doing it. And we thank you for participating in it with us. We are having fun. Are you? Thanks for being here with me today. I'm Pam Barker, Gigi in the 561 Podcast. Stay with me.